welcome to the Bulls Guys podcast. Tonight, we are here to cover the last preseason game of the preseason as we head into the regular season. My usual guests, LaSalle and Kataka tonight. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? We finished the, re- the, the preseason strong, guys. So now we got to finish it off with a strong podcast going into the regular season. We're going to get into everything right after this message. The Bulls Guys podcast can now be heard on YouTube. Get all your latest news, debates, rants right here on the Bulls Guys podcast. All right, guys, we're back. Um, this was probably our most complete game of the preseason. And the crazy thing is, Zach and DeRozan didn't even play. Pat Williams with 22-5-5, and five, the high man tonight for the Bulls. But the Bulls just dissected the Milwaukee Bucks. They got out and ran. They attacked the rim, forced the Milwaukee Bucks into foul trouble. Then you had Vooch getting out in the, in the, in the open court and facilitating to, to some guards, to Caruso, to Ayo. Bulls just dissected the Milwaukee Bucks in every way possible in this game. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this thing? I think that they played a very good game. Um, now granted, they play in the second and third unit. I think if you, if you compare both teams, we, was, we could have been up a lot earlier, I would say. Um, he will, did go off. But this just goes to show, this is my opinion, that he's a second unit guy. I just mm-hmm. want to see what he what he does against starting lineup. But they did very well, man. They moved the ball. They played deep. Um, and they ran. I like the fact that they did a lot of fast break. Mm-hmm. Fast break points. I think they had over... Um, 20-some fast points. So they definitely pushed that ball once they got the rebound. Mm-hmm. What's up? I was impressed with Drummond, his play. Um, that baseline move he did in the fourth quarter that uh, similar to Akeem, I really think he that's the way he's going to play all year long. Mm-hmm. Like, like y'all said, though, when we play with pace, we play so much better. It was so good to see Kobe White finally get out of his slump. Um, I remember when we when we detailed on Patrick Williams seemed to play better when the vets are gone. Mm-hmm. That that's why I'm kind of you know on the, on the heels of Kataka. Like he probably needs to go ahead and stay in the second unit. Yeah. Yeah, I just think I just think that yeah, he's he's a second unit guy, and I, and like I mentioned to you, K Dub, we still need that starting power forward. Yeah, we could do the small ball, but like like we said before in earlier episodes, I mean that depends on the lineup. And I know Billy Dollar's lineup is sometimes it's not the best when it comes to matching up the lineup. Mm-hmm. If we can get up. We can get us a legit two-way power forward. He don't necessarily have to come in doing 20 points. But if he can give us at least 15 and 8 or 15 and 10 a night with a couple of blocks, you know what I mean? I'm cool with that. But I don't think Patrick Williams is going to be able to give that every single night. 
The Bulls, like with five minutes left in this game, have 50 bench points, man. This might be the best bench we've had in a long time. Yeah. A lot of versatility. Um, They just – they beat Milwaukee in every single – now, listen, Giannis didn't play. Zach didn't play. DeRozan didn't play. So it's hard to really give you analysis, and this is a preseason game. But going into the regular season, we want to know how this team looks on, like, on, on, on the floor – and mm-hmm. basically, what, what are we going to expect? You know, we play against Miami. I think that's going to be one hell of a game. Uh, you know, Jimmy Jimmy B, Jimmy Buckets, he, he gives up for a game like that. Um, we just got – we got to start off hot. Like like they mentioned, like Stacey mentioned on the game, man, it's like ain't no, such, ain't no easy wins in the Eastern Conference. There ain't no easy wins in the NBA now, period. Mm-hmm. So every single game that we play, we got to come out on fire. None of that. Oh, we got a s- slow start, or you know, or we, you know, defensive let up, and oh, our shots not going in. You know, you, you you can't be doing that now. Not in this, not this season. So they have to really, they got to really bring it from jump. Because if you if you slip and, and start the first ten games like what, uh, three and. Three and seven, mm-hmm. that you you gonna get bit in the ass. It's gonna be an uphill battle mm-hmm. from this point on forward. I don't think Miami is as good as they were last year. To be honest with you, they lost PJ Tucker, so they lost their grit. Um, you have a Tyler Hero that's disgruntled that the team tried to trade him, even though he was resigned, and they gave him an extension. He felt like they they gave it to him after the fact that they 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 weren't able to trade him. So he's coming in with hard feelings. Man, let me tell you something, man. The, the Chicago Bulls, they might not have the power forward that you guys think they should have, but I think they have something where they can beat teams by forcing them to play their style. This team like to get out and run. Mm-hmm. They like to get out and run. Um, I'm looking at their they roster now. They got uh, Deadman probably replacing Morris. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Deadman. He ain't mean he, – he... He plays aggressive, of course, but he's no, no shooter. He's more of a, you know, low post guy. So here's the thing: this is preseason, right? Milwaukee is zero and four. They finished the preseason zero and four. The Bulls finished the preseason three and one. You don't want to put too much stock into the preseason. This is what I want to see when a regular game starts. This is easily fool's gold, right? You know, is but it- Patrick Williams to see him come out with twenty two points, nine of seventeen get at least a confidence builder going to the regular season. This is a guy right. that missed the most of the season last year, along with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball didn't play. And this is something that I discussed with a friend of mine. We always discuss in sports and the NBA. And he, for some reason, thinks because every other team got better in the NBA that the Bulls don't have a shot. But the Bulls weren't the Bulls last year. You didn't have Lonzo. You didn't have Caruso. You didn't have a healthy Zach. You didn't have Drummond. And you didn't have Drogic. Can we honestly say this is going to be the same Bulls team that was a six seed last year? I don't think so. If everybody plays, this is a different Chicago Bulls team. Mm-hmm. They were a number I... one seed before they lost all of their players. And I'm hearing t- from everybody, oh, well, they beat teams that were that were injured. Well, teams beat us injured as well. I don't see nobody making excuses for that. 
Yeah, injuries is part of the game. So, yeah, that's that's no good excuse. When we were injured, Kataka, and teams were kicking our ass, I didn't hear nothing about the Bulls are injured. Right. And we were missing intricate parts of our team, our, our starting point guard and all of that. Right. But they, they had no sympathy for us. You didn't hear about, all oh, the Bulls are injured. It was like we were judged as the same old Bulls. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, the, and the crazy part is, is that excuses, you know. Oh, you know, we without Lonzo or we without what's the name? You know, like I say, it's next man up. Like Tim say, next man up. Right. You know what I'm saying? These guys are, are professionals. Right. You know but they saying? made they excuses have... for everybody else when we had the number one seed in the NBA, all that beating everybody injured. Right. We're beating who was in front of us. We don't make the schedule. <laughs> exactly. Correct. So you, you I, know what I, I'm I, had, I had I had hard feelings towards that last year. That every time we won, people had excuses. But when we were hurt, nobody made excuses for us when we were injured and lost all of our guys. We have the most players lost to COVID last year. People can go count the players that we lost versus that of the other team in the NBA. Yeah, we lost half, yeah. half, our, half our team. Well, that's You know, I was dissecting our. Um, our roster, I think people underestimate us because of the size factor. But when you really look at it, we got, what, three seven-footers mm-hmm. with Vooch, Bradley, and Drummond. And I think mm-hmm. at one point in time, they're going to experiment with Drummond and Vooch playing mm-hmm. at the same time. Because what Drummond is showing is being able to put the ball on the floor, mm-hmm. that's – that's going to be a game changer if we yeah. do have to go here. Yeah, and he's shooting the three. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell yeah. you guys something else, man. Listen, I was cursing out Vooch a lot on Bullseye Group. You guys been reading my post last year on Vooch. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. This guy I, is doing a lot of things on the floor other than just posting up. I mean, other than just shooting three-point shots. He's doing a lot. And he looked a lot more confident. He looked a, he like he got a lot more pep in his step. And he looked like he knows how to establish himself in a game. Listen, he might be the difference maker for us this year. Y'all talk about yeah. everybody else. Y'all ain't talking about that man right there. And you know why, right? This is his, this is his contract, yeah. Right. It's just, it's just prove I, it or lose it. Tell us how. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's the I think he really loves Chicago. And I think he he felt like he did let us down last year. Mm-hmm. But think about it. He was never – his whole role changed. He was used to being the number one store. Then he came over and had to play second fiddle to Zach. And then DeMar DeRozan came out the gates the way he did, so it switched him down to third. And now I think he's really comfortable with that because he's mm-hmm. even talked about – it's not even about the money. He's willing to take less money to stay with Chicago because – he loved playing with these guys. And mm. and people don't realize, you know, you, you you start to look yourself in the mirror when you go through a year of letdown. Because mm-hmm. had he played anyway, anywhere near what he's playing now, oh, man, we'd have ran away with the East. 16 and 9 for Drummond tonight. Um, 17 and 11 for Vooch. How are you, like the, how are you liking this big man pairing between these two, man? I would like to see Billy Donovan play them together sometimes. I agree. Yeah. I know. I know. We asked about this. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 
offseason first started on the, on, the, on the bullseye, but a lot of people, if you, I don't know if you remember, was like, oh, no, um, drumming is too slow, or, or they was making excuses for Booth. But I think, it, like you said, I think it can work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, my thing is when you got a, when you got a, when you're playing against a half court team, I don't think you could put them two in the game when you're playing against a team that get out and run against them. Right, right. I think it can work against my, Milwaukee because Milwaukee plays a half right a half court game. So or San Antonio, one of them slower teams. Yep. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you can stay healthy and not give them a lot of minutes when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's cool because we don't have anybody, and I'm not. Maybe Bradley might have worked on this game. Maybe he can be a decent backup if that was the case, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Man, Caruso is like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm loving him out there. Man, this team got a lot of weapons, man. They got a lot of weapons, and it's like for people to just write them off and say, well, you know, the yo, they named Atlanta, Detroit. They'll name Orlando even before they name the Bulls. I just think the Bulls get disrespected way too much. I'm not saying you got to put us at the top of the East, but when you start naming Atlanta, Orlando, and all these teams before you name Chicago, I mean, come on, bro. We ain't that bad. We were a number one seed in the East last year. Don't disrespect us like that. Right. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you noticed that. The, if you notice the Bulls shooting has gotten a lot better too. Right. Like, I forgot what show it was, but they was naming all of these teams that I think it was Mike Breen. I think it was a Knicks game. He was naming all of these teams ahead of the Chicago. I'm like, hold up. You naming bottom dwellers that ain't even <laughs> make the playoffs last year. We wasn't even healthy, and we still made the sixth seed. We're getting in the playoffs if we're healthy this year. You can put us wherever you want to put us, but we are going to be in there. We will be ahead of Toronto. People yeah, are going to be ahead like of them. In the nick of Toronto, Toronto. I think we'd be better than the Hornets, especially if Lamelo. You know, I've noticed Lamelo got injured um, the last game. I don't know what his status is now, but it looked like it was pretty bad ankle injury. So, listen, I spoke, I, spoke, I spoke about this a lot. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, Kataka. You were finished. Not, no, I was finished. I was finished. I spoke about this a lot during the during the off season after the Nets had their their um, debacle sweep to the to the Boston Celtics. I'm not worried about the Nets, man. Listen, you got to figure out what you're going to do with Kyrie and Ben Simmons, two of the biggest head cases in the history of the game possible. Mm-hmm. Then you got to figure out how you're going to get them to work together. You got to figure out if KD is really emotionally invested in Brooklyn. You got to get Correct. Steve Nash to be a real coach and drop some real plays. Why would I be worried about the Nets? Listen. On paper, yeah, the Nets should be great. But they they were good on paper last year with James Harden. And look what happened. I, exactly. Listen, man, I'm not – You gotta people got to start really looking at how teams play and stop just looking at names. I feel like fans get in the habit of doing that, LaSalle. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, a lot of our hatred come from the 90s. That's why teams are, are counting us out because they know once we – one thing about Chicago, once they do get it right, they'll ride that for 10 or 12 years easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. And you I'm know. not – listen, at home, if y'all listening to me, I'm not saying that the Bulls should be considered the best team in the East. I'm not being biased towards my own team. But I'm saying, like, come on, we ain't below Detroit and the Hornets. Come on, man. Like, we deserve more respect than that. We deserve more respect than that. Y'all don't think so, guys? 
Oh, I definitely think so. I mean, we, we mean we're a big market, you know, saying we're a major market, big sports town. We we expect we expect the best. And I'm 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 tired of when guys say, you know what, you know, you know, we're a growing team and this and that. We gotta think about the future as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, we got we got we gotta spend money. You know, I know the Rose and the gets older is getting older, but we still got a, we're still a young team and we still, like I said, man, we expect the best. Mm-hmm. So we got but some Kataka teams. To, that's, go ahead. Kataka, to, uh come in on what you were saying about the spending money. That's one good thing. I'm glad we're not doing spending wasted money. They're mm-hmm. managing the money better than not just giving money away because a person's out there. I think right. when the time comes, they're going to do just like you said, gonna spend the money wisely. But I think they're going to make sure they got a for sure fire hit when they start spending over cap, you know, going into the luxury tax. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like with Booch. Let's see what he does this year before you go ahead and do an extension. Don't be trying to get us doing an extension halfway through the season. I want to see. I want, I want, I want him to sweat a little bit. I want to see what he does all entire season because we know we don't see some guys that play for this organization. You give him a little bump in pay. And these guys, you know, they start falling off. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's see what he do. Well, he is 31. If not 32, I'm not mistaken. If he didn't turn 32, I know he was 31 last year. Listen, man, um, 32, that's that's a, that's that's old, man, in basketball yeah. years. For center especially. You know, so somebody's going to be taking a lot of pounding up front. 32 is an old age, man. Um, we had Pagasaw when he was in his 30s, but Pagasaw was more polished and more skilled offensively, you know, than Vooch is. Um, I, I, listen, I, I pull a plug on him, man, on for the right deal. I would do a sign of trade for DeAndre Ayton in a heartbeat. Yes. Because I don't think he wants to stay with Phoenix. I don't know why he's – maybe he just wanted to secure his money. But him and Phoenix, that is not a done deal. That's a bad relationship. And I, I mean, can think- imagine him wanting a trade. I mean, think about it. When Chris Paul, Chris Paul going to retire, not this season, next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, where that team going to go? Once I mean, you still, I know you still got Booker, but still, I mean, ain't no guarantees because you're going you're gonna to need that point. So if mm-hmm. I was him, I want to bounce too. Hey, yeah. to switch topics, Patrick Williams was real aggressive tonight. He was real aggressive tonight. I don't know what gotten into him. Y'all saying that because the jocks were out. So he played better, maybe, maybe because he it was more focused on him because we didn't really have that many main scoring options tonight. So he was able to get his due. But Duke had like four monster dunks. And this was right after John Potts on Bullseye Group started made a post about him saying, listen, y'all don't y'all, y'all still believe in Pat. I never didn't believe in this guy. I don't think his problem is skill. I think it's mental. Mm-hmm. It's mental. If you can't look at this guy and see that he's skilled, you got issues. You don't got a basketball mind. He scores by accident sometimes, Kataka. (laughs) Accident. He's like a big giant that don't know his powers. He's skilled. He just has to get confident. And that's that's the thing. I mean, he... That's why they're trying to push this dude. Look, dude, just play play your game. But you're right. he, He has skill. He can shoot, you know what I'm saying? He got that, that high arc, archer, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, definitely rebound. We know he can play D, but he just let the – he need to just 
I want to see him do a lot more cutting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's where he get the bulk of his points, not necessarily dwelling on that three. But like you said, he needs that. It's all mental. He got to have the. He got to have a will. And I blame Billy, and I blame um AK a little bit. Everybody's not quick to blame these guys, but listen, this guy was never a power forward. You put him in that mm-hmm. position and put him in that spot, expecting him to battle bigger guys than him at a position that he can't play against bigger guys, and that m- must have ruined his confidence. Then he had an right. injury. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I, was, I was just agreeing with you. Okay. I was agreeing with you, yeah. Your take, because your take, LaSalle, you can jump in this. I, I think that it's more or less, like you said, it is mental, but I think it's about timing, too. Mm-hmm. When you're playing with a vet, we, we got a vet-heavy team. We have some nice vets in, in, in the pecking order, and especially when you throw Drummond in there. I mm-hmm. think once yep. I think vets need to set them aside and say, hey, don't worry about us. We're going to get ours. We know when to, when to step in, when to step out. We need you to come out the gates aggressive. You come out the gates aggressive, that's going to set the tone because then that also makes them have to play one-on-one. They can't double on DeMar. They can't double on DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And that's once he gets in his head, then I think the sky's the limit. Right. The Bulls win this game tonight, 127-104, to 104, a route. And listen, I think after the first half, this game wasn't close, man. I think the Bulls – you never felt like this game was close. It's like the Bulls just yeah. – and they moved the ball really, really well tonight. And they just have guys like Kobe and 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 um, Drogic and Ayo, those difference makers, man. Ayo had a good game tonight, man. I like the way he attacked. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just got so many weapons. If all of these guys can just find their place in the offense, the Bulls are a well-oiled machine, man. They're a well-oiled machine. You know, and I think they can win 50 games this year. Yeah. I think they can win 50 games. What do you think, LaSalle? I came in the season saying 55. Right. And the reason and the reason why I put them at 55, we won 46 games with an unhealthy team. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy. Yep. We was on pace to win 60 games mm-hmm. before everything fell apart. So I, I'm looking at 55, and the only reason why I'm saying 55 is because other teams done got better in the East. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say. The move Atlanta made, that move is going to backfire. The move mm-hmm. Cleveland made, that move is going to backfire. I don't mm-hmm. think. And the reason why team. I say that I is you got ball dominated. You brought in mm-hmm. ball dominated players. Yeah. To a, to a team that already had people that likes to dominate the ball. Now let me let, let me see if me and you are thinking along the same lines, LaSalle. I think Cleveland is a young team that these young guys had their own little thing going and they had a tree where everybody was walking up to the tree picking off an apple. You know? Now you bring in Donovan, it's only one apple on the tree and he's only picking it. You know what yep. I'm saying? <laughs> it's only one apple, and he's picking the apple. Nobody else is getting the apple. That's the best way I can explain it. It's yeah, not or, a knock or the on tree him is he. Right. It's not a knock on him as a player. It's just that he don't fit them. I don't think he fits that team. 
you had to put him on a team with other veterans or another star or two him and another star with all veterans that just play a role. Mm-hmm. But Mobley is a star, a budding star. Is he a star playing with Mitchell? We don't know this. We don't notice how he how his numbers is going to be affected if he would get as many touches with Mitchell on the team. Dribble, dribble, dribble while Mobley is waiting in the paint for the ball. Can you see something like that happening? Yeah. Actually, I see that happening more to um, what's the point guard name? Garland. Mm-hmm. I see it happening more to him. Wow. I think they did as desperation, man. Both those organizations y'all mentioned. Felt like they had to make a move because they missed the playoffs, Kataka. Yeah, they had to make a move. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this game and moving forward. Uh, what do we think the Bulls are going to do in the regular season? And we're also going to talk a lot in depth on Lonzo Ball right after this. The Bulls Guys podcast can now be heard and followed on all social media platforms. Follow us on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and Spotify. The Bulls Guys podcast can now be heard and followed on all social media platforms. Follow us on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and Spotify. All right, guys, so we're back. Um, Going into the season, I got to admit, this Lonzo Ball thing hinders on my opinion on how the Bulls will do in the regular season. Because as much as I hate to admit it, Lonzo Ball is important to this roster. When you have him and Caruso in the backcourt forcing turnovers, um, that's a big deal. But the Bulls have shown me during the regular season that they can force a lot of turnovers. Tonight, they forced 14 turnovers as a team. So that's Lonzo's Bulls' specialty is the defensive end, right? Yeah. If the Bulls are able to give the defense, are they missing Lonzo Ball? If they're able to have Caruso and Drogic pushing the pace with the the basketball and finding people with them nifty passes on the fast break, do they still miss Lonzo Ball? Are they playing with a different style without Lonzo Ball now that they got Drogic? Well, I say that if we keep the up tempo, that that that's that's the key. Just keep tempo, we won't miss him because that's pretty much what he does. He pretty much get the ball, get it out of his hands. He's not one of those dribble, dribble, dribble hand. No, he dribbles when he need to. He's trying to push the ball, push the pace. Mm-hmm. And I think play. Billy, I think Billy didn't realize that. The ball has to constantly move because you have to make the defense work. If the less the defense has to move around and chase the basketball per def- per de- per uh, offensive player, the defense could just load up and lock in and force the ball, force the offense into a bad shot. It's simple arithmetic. It's not rocket scientists in basketball. Mm. So I always like point guards that serve their purpose of getting others the basketball. That's their primary job, not to score the basketball. 
the defense know you're not passing it when you're a scoring point guard. So why the defense got to move around? You, nobody else on your team can score because you as the point guard is taking all the shots. So how are you going to get everybody some rhythm in when you consume in the basketball? This is the problem I had when Jimmy Butler was here, guys. I want to add to that. Um, one thing else I noticed since we're talking about defense, I don't know if you noticed this preseason that the Bulls are not getting caught up on screens too because that was the number one, one of the biggest things last season. Mm-hmm. Is them getting our guards getting caught up on screens? I notice there's a lot of switching, mm-hmm. and even if they do have a mismatch issue, they do team defense, like mm-hmm. you know, double up if need be, and getting back mm-hmm. to the other to the other defenders. So I did notice that that they've been working on that as well. Mm. They struggled with yeah. that a lot last season, especially with those three point shooters coming off the screens, mm-hmm. guarding yep. the screens. Yep. Yeah, because first after the first game, I was like. Man, I hope we're not for to deal with this again. And I guess, I guess they they got it together after that first game. We haven't seen it. You know, it's been mm-hmm. better on ball defense. Um, it's like there. It's like that first game they had quicksand on their feet, and mm-hmm. ever since then, it's like they chipped it away because they've been straight moving laterally. You know, just flat out everybody help defense. Mm-hmm. The worst game they played was the first game. Mm-hmm. That's when I came on Bullseye and y'all both heard me. I'm like, what the hell are they running? It was just straight isolation, running up the court, shooting. Nobody was passing. Nobody was doing it. Was, I, I, I count that as a feel-out game. They were trying to feel each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I But agree. this Lonzo Ball thing, I ain't going to lie, it's, it's starting to annoy me and starting to make me think in the back of my mind. If we wasted money on this dude, that's a great point. I was while you was talking about, I'm thinking like, okay, if the Bulls can get away being successful with the lineup they have, with these guards that they have, will Lonzo be expendable? Because I think he wait, got one more year in his contract. He did a two year, right? If I'm not mistaken, he did a, he did a three year with the fourth year uh, player option, right? Okay. Okay. With him so you okay? Good, yeah, with him being damaged goods, he's going to take that fourth year. Okay. Mm. Okay. So would that make him expendable, depending on the success of the guards that we have right now? Mm, I say, but I, I, I was just saying, I say yes. I think I think listen, here's the thing. When when he was playing, I was so into AO being the starter in the future. AO just does so much right, man. AO is just like I don't even know if I want to call AO a point guard. He's a complete player. Is it just me? He was like that at Illinois. Right, let's go to his numbers tonight. What AO had? Eight points. One assist, two rebounds. His numbers wasn't that impressive tonight. I felt like he played he played a much better game than that. He was Naughty proficient. Right. Yeah. What yeah. it was, he's proficient. Kobe White with 15 tonight. Yeah, Kobe been shooting lights out. He just ain't forcing shots. He's getting <laughs> his, the right shots. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's taking the right shots and trying to play a little D. 
Hey, man. Kobe White and Vusa. Take that, K-Dub. <laughs> talk about us like that last year. We come back with a vengeance. Yeah, because we were straight dogging them out last year. No more bullseye um, posts. No more. These guys came out and been balling, man. They've been my two whipping boys last year. I can't say nothing about them. Listen, if they play like this in regular season, I, I ain't going to see them any posts from me. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Let me, let me, <laughs> let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. I, I'm thinking this me. I'm thinking that Giovanni Green, Caruso, Williams, and Drummond, and leave leave DeRozan or um, Levine in the game with that second unit. And I'm thinking just straight up pressure. Straight mm. pressure, mm. pressure, pressure. Mm. What y'all think about that? So I mean, when you add Javante Green into that, makes us possible. Yeah, yeah. That's that's them the dogs right there, all of them. Yeah, I call that my uncomfortable lineup because they make people <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Name that lineup again. I, um, I said Giovanni Green. Right. Caruso. Right. Williams. Drummond. And then leave one of them other guys in between, you know, DeRozan and um, Levine, you know, just to score a pro score in case you run into trouble. Or if Kobe White's going to be playing defense, you can come with Kobe. You got, you got, you got two um, weaknesses in that lineup, though. Um, and- Pat and, and, and DeRozan or Levine. I don't think DeRozan Levine is the defenders I need them to be. I would switch those two out with Ayo. I put Ayo. But then, where the scoring come from? Ayo can score. Yeah, he can score. Yeah, Ayo can score. Um, Javante Green is a better scorer than you think. Yeah, he popping. Yeah, he popping he, corner threes. And he yeah. could attack the rim, and he and he plays defense. Like, listen. That's why on the last pod, I'm like, what are these people smoking? Talk about trade? They want trade of Javante? Are you mad? No, I'm not trading Javante Green. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caruso, you already know what he brings to the mix. He's gonna hit them occasional threes. He's gonna get out on the fast break and get them easy layups. And he's gonna defend. He's gonna be a pesky defender. And he got a good eye for the court too. You gonna need somebody like that. Right now with Pat, I don't know who I would switch out for Pat. Um, I I might have to leave Pat in there because I don't see nobody else I would put in this place. Nah, ain't, ain't too many, ain't too many nah. options there. It ain't. So now you don't have to suck it up. Well, you know they've been playing Javante, even though he's been undersized, he's been the four man. Mm-hmm. So. He just so much dominant when you put him at small forward or shooting guard because he played bully ball with them guys. Even though they taller than them, they're not stronger than he is because he used to battling fours, <laughs> you mm. know. I really hate when it, they put him on the power forward. I hate that. I hate it with a passion. I know sometimes it worked, but I I despise when they go that lineup, man, when they have him at the four. <laughs> well, if you're going to have Drummond at the five, I think you could get away with that because Drummond is more active as far as protecting the rim. Mm-hmm. People forget Drummond ain't no little dude. 
Yeah, yeah, and he played. Him around. He, yeah, and he played old school basketball. As far as he, go, if he fire you, he gonna make it count. Prison match. He glued. He glued the basketball to a couple of his Milwaukee um, players' face tonight. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he's moving them around, man. Like they weren't even. Like they was point guards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was. He was bully balling them today. I was saying all summer, man. Listen, this ain't the this ain't the rim protector that we need. This guy up here blocking shots the whole preseason. I'm like, yo, man, what the, you making me look bad, bro. Stop doing that. <laughs> like, dude is just, yo, he's he's a better defender than I thought. I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. But we still need another one. We do. Now, whether AK is going to get that in this um, deadline, trade deadline this year, is yet to be seen. I think he should. Well, who would y'all go after as another rim protector? See, oh. Nerlens Noel went to Detroit. Detroit got a squad, man. If y'all get a chance to look at their squad. Ah, Detroit's squad is, is, is beast. They got Kevin Knox yeah. and Nerlens Noel. And they, got a, they got a bunch of out-of-position players. And they got That's Kemba bad. Walker. Huh? They got Kemba Walker, too. Who probably won't never see the court. Nah, he gonna see the court. They don't got no legitimate point guard over there. They got and him Kimber third Walker on the depth chart too. On the point guard, they got him third. Right. They got Sadiq Bay, and then they got some other names. Man, they got they, they loaded. Then you know they got Jeremy Grant last year already. He's still there. No, he ain't. He go remember he going to Portland. Oh yeah, he did. They ah, did move. Yeah. They did move. Him. Yeah, they, they did, did move trade him to Portland. Right. They still got a squad, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen their roster, but they, listen, I've I seen their roster. And they I'm got like, Bajanovic, too. I mean, Bajanovic, yeah, the, whatever, the Bogdan, the dude from um, Utah. I just bought I think NBA that was a waste. I think they did that to block him from coming to us. I mm. think so, too. Because remember, we was in the runnings to go get Bagley, and they went and got, they didn't even need him. Think about it. They they didn't need the guy. A lot of players that we need, they just get them just stop us from getting them. And then they overpay for them. Mm, right. He don't fit in that team. You look at that team and you put him in there, you like uh, he like an eyeball sticking out. You know what I'm saying? He don't fit that yep. team. Send him to us. Same <laughs> thing when the Knicks tried to keep Robinson from us, huh? Over oh, Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want him coming because we was about to grab him too. Y'all know damn well he ain't worth all that money. Y'all just paid him because you ain't want the Bulls to get him. It's all right. I get it. We kicked y'all butt in the 90s. You don't want the Bulls to get back. I get it. But they paid this guy outrageous amount of money. And I'm happy they did. Let me tell you why. (laughs) Spend all your money up because somebody's going to come across that board that you really want, but you're going to be spent out. That's when we're going to lowball. Hey, Miles Turner's still out there. Oh, word? He's still available. They, yeah, they're but, still trying to blow that team up. Yeah, but they saying the Lakers for the overpay for him. You know, really? them, them, yeah, the Lakers, they, they're, they're, they're right now, they're in discussions with getting Miles Turner and Buddy Hill for their them two draft picks and Westbrook. They're just trying to start the season to see 
if they're going to need something else. Because their next move is going to be their last move. I Once they make this gone, next yeah. move, they're going to be crippled. Westbrook gone. He is. Yeah, I know definitely he gone. They make it too much but, out of it. That's how I know he got to be gone. But you know what, too? The Lakers front office, that's why I understand why Magic left. Their front office is dumb as hell. Because <laughs> you know something? Yeah. No, no, seriously. It, let's, let's, let's look at this. After this year, it'll only be two people on the books. You know who them two people will be? Oh. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So why should you care? I, I would just let this year go by the waist, play LeBron as less as possible, and then next year build my team the way I should have built it to, be, to begin with. Mm. For LeBron to win, he needs shooters around him. Their main job is shooting. You don't put no ball handlers. You don't do nothing. And if you try to put a traditional big man next to LeBron, he's going to mess him up because LeBron just won't that guy. To, look at what happened to Chris Bosh. Look what happened to Kevin Love. Kevin Love was an all-star in the West. Came Dude to the East and became nobody. Who was grabbing 20 and 20 a night, Tata. 20 rebounds and 20 that. points. I remember that. A yeah. night. He was doing it every night. From, from Minnesota. I'm like, yo, what the hell? I don't know this kid, but listen, these numbers is making me want to watch. I start wild like, yo, this dude is crazy, man. See, that's uh, he that hit G- some 30 rebounds some night. So I'm like, it's the, the new modern mm-hmm. day Rodman. The the Lakers with that Jeannie Buss, man. She's been screwing that team. Lakers are the only team I know that had more more in season transactions than any team that I know. They 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 just they let me tell you, so, let me tell you something people. about the Lakers. Ever since that 2014 that failed in the finals, I've noticed that the Lakers just put names together. They don't put players together that mesh together. They just right. go out and grab names. And they'll strike Genie in a bottle with those names. But the Lakers have always been like that, Kataka, going back way from back to Showtime. They always stack their team with stars. Right. They're not big on role players that make a difference. They're big on names. And they sure hate to rebuild. They're like, hell, hell no. Nah. We, we're overspending for all these big names versus rebuilding. And I ain't letting Westbrook off the hook, but he ain't the reason why the Lakers are struggling. He ain't. And I'm, Selfish- I'm dying for him to leave so you can see that he ain't the problem. Selfishness. <laughs> you can't shoot. <laughs> they don't have a system. <laughs> How about that? There it is. It's LeBron <laughs> way, and, right. and, 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 and or else you bust. LeBron a bust. That's that's the reason why. If you get LeBron or a player of his man and, and Kevin Durant, beginning to be the same way. If you get players like that, you setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Players that want to be GMs and all that, you just come and play and keep it moving. Exactly. So basically, based on what we're talking about, I I was wrong for for wanting Rudy Gobert and Kevin Durant on the Bulls. LaSalle? Yeah, I didn't want – remember, me and you kept going back and forth. I was like, man, I don't want them. I didn't want Durant because I didn't want the drama. I didn't want Gobert because – I don't know if you realize this, but over the last couple of years, every – especially after last year, Gobert's stock has went – people are not scared of him no more. Mm. You got little old six foot four Terrence Mann dunk on him, 
and look yeah, at him like that. he was a kid. And, 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 yeah. and think about it. That's when that series went straight to shit. Mm. Uh, Clippers took off, and that's when. And think about it. That's when the term oil resurfaced between Gobert and Mitchell. Yeah. Because of that, because he was playing small, he let Shaq get this head. First of all, don't, you, you can't argue with Shaq because when Shaq talk, he talked facts. Let's be honest. He was if Shaq would be playing in this, in this NBA right now, Shaq would probably be getting five or six hundred million dollars. Mm. They will break the bank because, needless to say, you can have Shaq and a bunch of nobodies, and they'll mm. win because. If you, those nobodies can shoot, because what's going to be your main thing? You want to put four or five people down low just to stop Shaq. Yep. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and, and these kids ain't got enough meat on them. Think about it. it. It's not a real dominate big man that plays the middle on a constant basis. I'm talking about post up, I'm going to feed you your lunch. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. Everybody want to shoot jump shots, mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah. with that said, going back to the Bulls, based on what you're talking about with Mitchell and um, Gobert, we got that problem on our team as well because there's two, t- two players on this team that I still think, even though they've been showing it in the preseason, they haven't completely bought into what I saw tonight and what I saw last game. And they're going to have to buy in and pick their spots of when they want to dominate. And you guys know the two guys I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're the two guys that didn't play tonight. But you know last game, yeah, I think the last game, because think about it, the first two games, the Rosen was sharing the ball. Last right. game, he probably shot a lot knowing he wasn't going to play tonight. Right. And, and I think them going to California this offseason – I think that's when the bonding started. Mm-hmm. I think that's when the bonding started and you was able to, to, to help each other and see each other's weaknesses and pick them up okay. because last year we didn't, we had a preseason, but we didn't. Patrick mm-hmm. Williams didn't play because he was hurt most of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, we had injuries going into the preseason. I really do think, and, and let me say it like this. I don't think I hope that they learned their lessons from selfish ball because mm-hmm. the Rose in that last game last year against Milwaukee, I think he saw the, the, the his the error of his ways because he shared the ball last year and guys were so surprised that they couldn't hit the side of a bar. And I used to get them. Yep. So the verdict online is that K Dub don't know what he's talking about. What did I say? This was about a month or so ago. Uh, or probably in our last couple of podcasts ago. What did I say how you beat Milwaukee? Run. Ball movement. Running the ball, right? Getting out and run, making them guard you in the full court, right? Yep. Is mm-hmm. that how the Bulls beat them tonight? Yep. Yep. Now, mind you, Giannis didn't play, but what difference would he would have made? He's not a, a half court, a full court defensive player. So I don't think he would have made no difference if he would have played tonight. This is how you beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, my, now, mine, Chris Middleton didn't play, but even with Chris Middleton, he's a half-court player. You got to run these guys into the ground, man. So if the Bulls meet these guys again in the playoffs, this is the recipe of how you beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They did it in game two, and then they got away from it, Kataka. Yeah, they did. Yep. 
Yep. They did it. Actually, they did it in game one and two. Remember, they just couldn't buy a shot in game one. Right. We lost that game. Remember, we, that was a close game, too. Mm-hmm. And round down the teeth, to the teeth, yep. And then I know sometimes Levine, man, if he if he finds himself not really getting the touches, once he do get the touches, he he's shooting or trying to take it to the hole. And you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just to add to what y'all said a little bit earlier, LaSalle, um, about ball moving, the rose and moving the ball. I want Levine to realize that too. That hey, it ain't always about you. I know you got the big contract, but you got to find other ways and got to move that ball around. At the end of the day, it's, it's it's a thin line between being glorified with numbers and winning a championship and playing team basketball and and feeling that success as a team. Mm-hmm. It's a thin line between both of those. I could have all the awards and the MVPs like the Rosen did last year, and I could go home in the first round. Mm-hmm. Are you really happy with that? At the end of the day, that's the real question. That's the real question. Because at the end of the I day, think what is your – Go ahead. What you said? I think that burnt the fire under him, going yeah. home in the first round, because we, we just knew we was going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals prior to the injuries. Yeah. You know, prior to the injuries, I just knew we was going to run away with it. And I, in a sense, I'm kind of glad that happened mm-hmm. because think about it. the um, Levine played the way he played because it was payday for him. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't see a repeat of him playing like he played last year. Mm-hmm. DeRozan, he made his point. I don't see the reason. I don't see him playing the way he played. I'm not saying as far as the scoring, but I'm saying as far as the ball hogging, because they can move the ball and still get their 27 points a game. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're the best players on the team. Let's be honest; they're going to get the bulk of the shots, but those shots can come easier, and you can be more proficient. Mm-hmm. You you can take, instead of you taking 20 shots and scoring 25 points, why not take 15 easy shots? Mm-hmm. And get that twenty five, you yeah. know, they're gonna have to. I think they they're gonna learn that, and I think they may have learned that. Yeah, yeah. Get your twenty five, half of that. Shoot, that silent twenty five. Get into the foul line. You know what I'm saying? You know stuff yeah. like that. Yo, I need I need yeah. Billy Donovan to be a cook in the kitchen, cooking a big pot of soup. Right? You want to put a little pepper in the soup. Wanna put a little bit of salt, you know, a little bit of cayenne pepper. Then you're gonna put your chicken broth, you know what I'm saying? You add a little recipe, add a little bit as you go along and you cook in the soup, right? Yep, yep. He has a lot of different weapons that he can beat teams in a lot of different ways. I wanna see during the season him expressing these different ways that he can beat teams. Not only that, scouting the teams that he's playing against and their weaknesses and attacking those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You got some teams that can't guard the paint. You got some teams that can't guard the three. I want to see him expose those things. That's what's going to make the difference in me saying, you know what? Billy Donovan has grown as a coach. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to see. Now, we know he got the weapons. We know he got a lot of versatility on his team. You, you're absolutely right because teams, they already know what to expect of the Bulls. Because we brought all our damn near all our players back. So if I understand you correctly, you want Billy Donovan to actually coach. 
I want him to use the tools that he has on his team accordingly. Why would you want to turn all of these guys into three-point shooters when they each Mm -hmm. have distinct special skills? Mm -hmm. Individually, they all have different skills. So why do you just want to turn them all into shooters? Mm -hmm. Shoot yourself in the foot like that. You have a lot of versatility. You got Patrick Williams that can attack the basket. You got a Caruso that could get out and run. You got an AO that can shoot the three, get out and run, and, and pass the ball. This team is deep as far as, like, skill-wise. Mm-hmm. You don't want to turn these guys into just three-point shooters that pass the ball around and whoever get the ball that's open, shoot a three. That's so boring. Show me something different. Right, so he got to draft up some real plays with different yes. folks, not be predictable every night. I got you. did you. it tonight. Guy, you have Vooch out in the, in the open court running the point guard. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> he ran the break. You seen it? Yeah. <laughs> and caught Ayo up the court for a layup. I'm like, yo, what am I seeing? Yo, he's actually, this is actually fun to watch. Right. But you you know, that's why he wanted to play positionless basketball because he wanted everybody to be able to, to start the break. And I think it's finally happening. Yep. I think they buying into it. Yep. I think they seeing it. Mm-hmm. Because Think about it. We never did nothing three times in a row. As far as right. when we won games last year, it was always a different way. We'll win it doing the right thing, and then we'll accidentally win it doing the wrong thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. Like when you said we can't keep playing like this, the Rosen shooting these shots at the end of games, we can't keep winning like that. That's not sustainable. Nice. And what happened? We keep kept putting ourselves in situations for him to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but you know, and then we'll have that game where we get out and run, and then we won't play like that no more for ten more games. Right. But these past three games, they stuck. In, you know, they stuck to the same script. If it ain't sure. broke, don't fix it, man. Listen, if I wore this purple shirt with my nice black pants and my nice purple sneakers, and the girl gave me a kiss on the cheek, I'm wearing that same purple shirt tomorrow, man. <laughs> right. I got the kiss on the cheek. <laughs> I ain't get the kiss on the cheek when I wore that blue shirt. I ain't wearing that blue shirt. You got to stick to what won you the game. Stick right, to what, right. what's working. I'm not changing it. If it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You beat Milwaukee right. in the second game running the ball, and then you went to changing what you did and this went isolation. This is the playoff. This ain't regular season. Right. So they have to recognize what is getting them success. I don't think they know that yet. Yep. If he go stick these last three tapes in, stick that first tape in first, uh, the first game, say, this is what we're not going to do, and stick these last three games in there and say, this is what we need to continue to do. Right. Yeah. First 30 days, we, we tell it. Well, the Bulls win tonight, 127 to 104, man. And what are you guys' prediction before we close out the show for, for, the, for, the, for the regular season? I think this is a tough first opponent in Miami Heat. It's a tough game for the first game. I'm not going to lie. And this is a rivalry, kind of. These two teams don't like each other. So it's not going to be another day where we like, okay, we could just go through the motions of this game and see if we can win. No, we have to be emotionally invested in this, this first game. Because I, like, I hate losing to the Miami Heat. I do. Me too. So what are you guys' prediction for the first game? You think we got that one? If they can stay out the clubs, we should win. 
<laughs> they can stay out. That's 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 the bad part. First game Miami, in Miami, right? and, and 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 we got a whole. Week. Who's not to say they're not going to travel down that Saturday? <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't play until Wednesday. Listen, man, Stay- it's me. I'm getting a victory first. Then I'm going up in the club. That's the, that's the way you're supposed to do it. You got to reward yourself when you won. You know what I'm saying? But not- the lady's going like a winner if I roll up in that club. Man, I just beat your team last night. Give me a kiss, girl. <laughs> but but right. you know what the sad part is? Next week, honestly speaking, that opening week, man, that's 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 a hard week for us, man. Yeah. That that's a hard week, man. You know, we play the Heat on the nineteenth mm-hmm. at the Heat. Then we got to travel to Washington on the twenty first. Then we come nah, we home got, on the twenty second. Huh? No, nah, I said we got we, Washington. Yeah, I'm just talking about the travel time. Right, then on right, the twenty second, right. come home to play Cleveland, which I think we're going to win that game. And yeah. then we finish all that up with Monday. At you know playing Boston, which oh, Jesus Christ, I don't I don't see Boston being Boston this year because I don't care what nobody say X's and O's hands down. Tyloo and Adoka I think are the best coaches in the NBA, mm-hmm. in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some game. We got some winnable games within the first ten games. Mm-hmm. We definitely got some. I mean, like against Washington. I mean, them some some games we should win. Um, Cleveland, we should win. Um, Boston, we should squeak that one out. We could. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacers, we should win. Seventy six is gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Nets, we could. Don't forget that about out. Spurs. Now. <laughs> that's oh, an automatic win. Oh, that's like that should be a gimme unless we we better not choke, man. We better not lose that game. And they beat the hell out of us last year in that game. I thought we were supposed to go up there and truck them fools. Right. They, they want like, the number man, one. Uh, they want that kid seven four. Then they they they're they planning on coming out the gates losing the first thirty games. We was winning that game in the first half, man. They came out and blistered us the second half. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Y'all remember that game in San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, I remember that damn game. Yaka, the Yaka Porto game. He was killing, yeah, man. He was straight killing. We're like, damn, we need that big motherfucker. You know, he was. He, <laughs> that dude was doing on, everything. On. I went on Bullseye Group, man. I was blowing a gasket, man. I said, what the hell? Is this, this, this happened, y'all. Y'all was pissed that night. <laughs> yep, because that was right at the All Star break. I was losing my shit that night. I'm like, what the hell just happened, man? I was so angry, yo. I've never been that pissed over a Bulls loss before in my life. Yeah, they had Jacopoto looking like he was an all-star because he was just he was just killing. They ain't have nobody but the one they married and they beat the hell out. I'm like, what the hell is up? But you know, you live and you learn, man, you know? But that's our show for the night, guys. Um, Thank you for joining us at home. And, you know, the Bulls get a big much-needed win to close out the preseason. Now it's the real game. The real game start. Now let's see what we're made of. Um, thanks for um, joining us tonight. Um, thanks for joining me and my two co-hosts, Kataka and LaSalle. And we will be doing our first show together. So all, all both of my brothers will be with me for that show against the Heat. Let's see if we can get that victory. 
Got last things you want the guys want to say to the audience? Go ahead, LaSalle. You first. I just want to say, go Bulls, baby. Let's do this. 2023, let's bring it home. <laughs> Ditto. That's all I got to say. All right. Go Bulls. See red. See red. See red. Thank you.